Galaxy Defenders. It's Stephanie. And Sam. And you're listening to McHugh, an American podcast for McFly. In this podcast, we discuss McFly's music single by single and album by album. We had such a good time last time that we are talking about the greatest bits with our friend Megan. Hello. She's here again, folks. <laughs> it's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> it's my encore. You're so nice. We had to have you twice. The Greatest Bits, which um, was the so, follow-up album from The Greatest Hits, because we're going to have, you know, produce a Greatest Hits album, might as well do a Greatest Bits, right? Right. You know, I actually want to say that I support the idea of a Greatest Bits album way more than the idea of a Greatest Hits, right? Because McFly do have a lot of, like, bits and bobs. That's why we even have episodes sometimes that are bits and bobs, because we're like, where do these go? Right. So I support the release of the greatest bits and I do not shame them the way that I shamed them earlier about their hits. They're kind of all conveniently put together. Songs that were scattered about. They're like, here, have them all at once. Right. No more LimeWire. No more tracking them down on YouTube. Right. Just here's the album. Except now I, I had to track them down on YouTube because I don't think I have this album. <laughs> it is on Spotify. Oh, OK. Well, we'll get into it. Okay, so some fast facts about The Greatest Bits. It was released December 3rd, 2007, just in time for Christmas. Hmm. It was only available in one store called Woolworth. And that store has now closed. I don't know when it closed. I should have done more research, but I didn't. It's closed, so this album is really sought after by the fans, considering it was only available at that one store. I don't know why they chose that store. I don't know anything about the store. I'm a really bad reporter. That's fine. It's not my job. Kind of. I didn't know it was only sold from one album, though. That, or from one store, though. Yeah, it was only sold from one store. So does that mean if you go to, like, eBay and you look for it, it'll be, like, $700? $107. 20 bucks for shipping. Probably. Right. Like, a, a very expensive CD now. Yeah. Uh, but it's on Spotify, so... Joke's on you. I still burn CDs sometimes. Is that illegal? We're just, like... Oh, no. Not again. <laughs> that's illegal but okay <laughs> all right well don't tell i anyone. think that's Just the third strike now our audience of 12 I know, people. De- <laughs> the next episode i'll be reporting live from jail <laughs> that'd be so funny i wish this was like videotaped so that we could have you in an orange jumpsuit <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's so funny okay but um so the greatest bits we have talked about they're bits and bobs before, right? We have like two episodes dedicated to them. Um, so we won't be talking about every bits and bobs. I keep saying bits. And, I keep saying bits. We won't be talking about. B-sides and rarities. <laughs> we won't be talking about every song on this album. We picked. Th- we didn't pick seven, but there's seven we haven't talked about. So we are going to talk about seven. I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. But worth noting that we are talking about the greatest bits and we're not just talking about the the songs on the album. We're also sort of collecting the other bits oh. that McFly did around this time, right? So from the album, which has 12 songs on it, and we've talked about all of them except for three, right. which is Crazy Little Thing Called Love, Umbrella, and Fight for Your Right. Yeah. But then, because we're not going to do an entire episode dedicated to only four songs... We decided to lump in some other songs that were that McFly did around this time, including A Town Called Malice, The One That I Want, Ignorance, 
and SOFA Hyundai administration. <laughs> so those four are not actually on the Greatest Bits album, but we're going to be talking about them in conjunction because they are bits and they are from around 2007. Megan already knew all this ahead of time. so Yes, I am prepared. Is everyone else... <laughs> I almost was, I was like, does everyone else feel caught up to speed? Like they can report it on Let us know at our social media at Miku the Podcast. <laughs> Please follow our Twitter and interact with us. Thank you. We won't move forward until you tweet us. <laughs> I guess like usually when we do rankings, I don't know why I'm using gestures. No one can see me. Usually when we do rankings, we start with the bottom. So let's talk about our number seven pick, y'all. I think Megan should go first because Sam and I talk a lot. So Megan. What was your number seven pick out of the seven songs we have? Okay, so this one is a me problem. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) You're the one that I want, and it's for no reason other than it reminds me of fourth grade math. And I do, (laughs) I can elaborate on that. (laughs) I had, like, a teacher who, whether it was, like, previously existing educational songs or songs that she changed to have educational lyrics. There were a lot of songs, and unfortunately, this was one of them. Um, so now I can't hear the song without thinking about fourth grade math. It was like, the, oh, she no. changed. I remember the, the first line she changed it to, I got skills in multiplying. So it was about like multiplication, oh, no. and it just, uh, yeah, it, it got worse from there. I think I've heard that song. Is your teacher famous? Unless she is now, I don't think so. I got skills in multiplying. And then I think it went, and I'm using my brain. Oh no, it just gets worse from there. Yeah. So that that stuck with me through all the years, and now I can't hear that song without thinking of multiplication. So that one, that's a me issue. This is unfortunate. (laughs) It also sounds like a Grease problem, right? More More than McFly's cover specifically. But, you know, I get it. It is unfortunate because even outside of McFly, I find this song delightful. But that's because no one has ever <laughs> told me to think about that. No one's trying to make you, sorry I, to teach you. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, I mean, I mean, trust me, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta in those pants, they taught me a lot. <laughs> but it wasn't about math. <laughs> yeah. Did you know they had to sew her into those pants? Huh. Fun fact, she had to be sewn into those pants because they were so skin tight. Wow. I hate to see her go, but I love to watch her leave. She don't got no booty. She too little. It doesn't she, matter. No, it matters. I think that's part if of you it. Don't, if you don't got the tush, then you can just push. Well, that's for you to say, maybe, because I personally cannot tell which one I think is hotter. John Travolta's got more of a booty. It's true. <laughs> but like, I mean, Travolta has no right to be that good looking. But also, Newton John has no right <laughs> they're just so beautiful the hips i can't anyway that's what i think of i really am feel sad for megan thinking about math instead of- yeah i'm also sad for megan because i love this song it pleases my little flown's heart to no end because mom <laughs> and danny sing it to each other sam what was your number seven my number seven is also mostly a me problem but it's not what's going one. on here <laughs> So this this is also more about, I don't like this song, and so even McFly could not change my mind, and that's Umbrella. Look, 2007 me hated this song, not gonna lie, didn't like it when Rihanna sang it, didn't like it when All Time Low sang it, though I liked it better, didn't like it when McFly sang it, and like, like you know how Dougie is like, God himself couldn't save this song about Man on Fire with the choir, <laughs> right? He's like, God 
God himself could not sing this song, and we tried, right? That's how I feel about Umbrella, right? Like, like McFly themselves could not save this song, and they tried. You are literally on a lonely island. Had What's up, Andy Samberg? Because this is literally probably one of Rihanna's biggest hits. I know it is. I know it is. And, like, I'm about to read some wiki to you, because I specifically, because we, spoiler, like, not spoiler, but, like, peek behind the curtain sam told me she hated the song and i was like are you kidding and like it's like it's because i got confused i couldn't find the original version no okay that's not why you hated the song <laughs> you just hate the song because no, you don't like music no. it's fine it's okay no um, no the reason that we talked about it before the podcast is because i had to call stephanie and be like what where is this song <laughs> but literally like so this is like the number one 10 best singles of 2007 for entertainment weekly Rolling Stone and Time listed the song at number three on the 100 best songs of 2007. Like, it earned her several awards, Grammys, Record of the Year, Rec- Song of the Year. It's listed number 412 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. So it definitely is a you problem because everybody else, I, in Amer- everybody else in the world, not just America, is like Umbrella is the hit of the summer. I don't know why. I just don't like it. I think it has something to do with the A, A, A. I don't like it. Under my umbrella, Ella, Ella. But you know how I feel with memory lane. Be like, so much. It's just like if you repeat it too many times, I just can't. Like, because like when I first started listening to the song again, because it's been like a long time. It's been like 15 years since I heard this song. And I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. And then I got to the under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, A. And I was like, oh yeah, that's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so I just, I couldn't. I couldn't get past the chorus. Well, that's, that is a Not even problem. Danny can fix that. It's unfortunate. My number seven is A Town Called Malice. Because we know how I feel about McFly covers and how I think they sound the same of the original, which is kind of like is also a me problem. <gasps> Here right. I am. It's all about it's us. All about us today. I'm gonna predict um, this. Yeah, like I I've said this over and over again. If you're going to cover a song, make it your own. And like Sam's like, well, they do rock songs. I'm like, I don't care. Make it your own rock song then. But like a town called Malice, I really like a town called Malice. Like the song, like it's an upbeat song. It has like kind of sad lyrics because it's talking about people being poor um i actually like did sort of some research into it like it's by the jam first the jam's reaction to the uk under margaret thatcher actually and like the poverty they saw like during that time it's just a it's just a a upbeat song that has sad lyrics a lot like um hey now but it's about a town that you know is trying their best with no money and mcfly sounds exactly the same and it's a pet peeve of mine i know it's a me problem but i just i no like great job i guess but i would rather listen i guess to the original because it doesn't make a difference to me i will peek behind the or like or i'll jump in here even though i'm sort of skipping megan's number six just to say that this is my number six right so we can sort of like lump them together right so i'm, I'm with you i also i had never heard of this song i didn't hear the jams version or mcfly's version until two days ago i was like what is this when we were doing our research oh i also meant to say this every time right to just say where they came from since they're not in the bits and bobs Right, so, like, all the way back, like, You're the One That I Want was Over the Rainbow, like, a Showtunes charity album from 2007. And then Umbrella was The Heart Never Lies, CD1, was the B-side to that. And then A Town Called Malice is from Radio 1, 
BBC Radio's 40th anniversary CD from 2007. So like a, a whole thing of cover songs and like every artist on the album for the like 40 artists for 40 years and they each got assigned a year and then they had to pick a song from that year. So McFly got this one and picked this song. But I also, I really like the music. It like makes me want to dance, but it does sound the same. I thought it was a little easier to understand McFly's lyrics. I had a hard time sometimes understanding the words that the jam was singing, singing. So I had to like switch to a lyric version. I originally, I was like, this is going to rank higher than it should because the tune is a bop. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, no. So I pushed it almost all the way to the back. No. That's that's all I had to say about Tango Malice. Megan, what's your number six? My number six is Sofa Hyundai Administration. (laughs) Tell us all about it. (laughs) It's good for what it is, you know? Like, there were restrictions. There were rules. It's, It's catchy, but it, you know, it's a song that was written in 30 minutes for... TV. Um, I also like know next to nothing about Top Gear, so the references like don't resonate with me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So yeah. The backstory. I also know nothing. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna be like, I think it's famous enough now that that everyone knows it, except for Seventy and I didn't know it until a couple of months ago. All right. The backstory of Sofa Hyundai administration is that it's the Top Gear Blues, right? Top Gear gave them, like Meg was saying, this time limit, and they they could not use the words love, baby, or heart in a song. And they were not allowed to use the words, or they needed to use the words Sofa Administration and Hyundai, which is how they ended up here. (laughs) And then they renamed it. So they did it for Top Gear. And then they, like, which, okay, whatever, LOL, you're so, you know, you had no restriction, haha, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then they renamed it from Top Gear Blues to Sofa Hyundai Administration. They renamed it and put it on the Heart Never Lies CD. And that's the part that kills me, (laughs) right? Like, okay, you had a a fun writing challenge on TV. I get it. You know, you're being cute. You're being funny and weird. But then it gets put on a CD. I mean, why not? Well, I mean, nobody put the ladies' bras on the greatest bits. They (laughs) They should have. Right? Or, like, nobody put diarrhea on the greatest bits. So, like. No, that wasn't that on a DVD. That was, like, on a tour DVD. Right, but, like, yeah. they're always so, making up really goofy songs, like, so I accept this as this goofy song they made up, but then they released it on an album, or on a CD, which I think is so funny. Like, that extra step really kills me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Stephanie, what's your number six? It is a crazy little thing called love. Oh, okay, okay. And I think, because, again, it sounds the same, but I think it's because I like Queen's version a lot better than McFly's. And, like, this is going to sound really dumb, but I think it's just because I like Freddie Mercury's voice with the song more than I like Danny's voice, which is silly because, of course, he they get, wrote the song. Get out. <laughs> they made it. Get out. You're, you're fired. <laughs> the song fits Danny's voice a lot better than it fits Tom. So I think, like, Tom also sing nothing against Tom. Tom has a very lovely voice, but I think Tom singing along, singing along and singing bits to this song kind of, like, also made me, like, mm, it doesn't really fit your voice, babe. And I just really like Freddie Mercury's voice. It's true. And so, like, listening to the original and then listening to McFly's version was kind of like a Kroger brand (laughs) that you get instead of, like, you know, instead of a name brand. Right? And, like, that's nothing against, like, McFly. Obviously, I'm in a podcast for them. But I just prefer, I think, Queen's version 
a lot better to McFly's. And I like the part, like, they both have guitar solos, and then after the guitar solo, they got the little clap thing going on, which I freaking love that. I love, like, the clapping after the guitar solo. But Queen also has, like, this part when, like, it's from the guitar solo, the clapping, and then, like, I think Freddie Mercury sings a bit. I can't remember the lyrics right now. But then, like, the background, they're like, ready, Freddy? And I just love that. I think that's so I wrote that down, too. I was like, oh, I was like, ready, Freddy? And then I was like, is that in McFly's version? Right, but of course it's not. Because they're not named Freddy Mercury. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's why it's number six. Because we're going off, you know, McFly's version of all this stuff. So. I do love me some Queen. You've spoken no lie here. Number five. Megan, what was your number five? My number five was a town called Malice. I feel like for a similar reasoning, it's just, I I don't even remember if I had listened to it before this. Like, if I did, (laughs) I forgot. But I was just like, okay, yeah, it's, they did it. (laughs) (laughs) It's there. Me me and Megan are lining up except for, except for our number sevens, right? Because like, my number five is Sofa Hyundai Administration, and that's actually the ones that I flip-flopped right before we started recording. So it used to be that Sofa was actually ranked, like, it was number six, and Town Call Mouse was number five. And then I was like, you know what? Sofa is kind of at least funny, and I switched them around. But yeah, so my number five is Sofa Hyundai Administration. So I get it. What's your number five, Stephanie? Oh, thanks, Sam. It's actually Umbrella. <laughs> Part of it, I think, like, I grew up uh, listening to a lot of diverse music, and, like, Rihanna's not diverse. She's, like, mainstream, right? But I I hate the fact that it says featuring Jay-Z on this song when he literally is just in the beginning, like, uh, uh, you know, like, coughing or something. <laughs> I'm like, why are you words. doing this? He says some words. He says, like, maybe a line. Not hating on Jay-Z. He's great at what he does, but he should not have been credited on this song. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> It's all Rihanna. <laughs> but I really like Sam's like, I hate the Ella part. I, I, but I really like that. I really like that part. The under my umbrella. Ella. A, A, A. Like, yeah. But also this song reminds me of Tom Holland. Have you ever seen the limp sync battle when he did it with yes. uh, Zendaya? Oh, my gosh. And he goes from singing in the rain to this song and like the whole outfit and everything. I just like. Every time I get to the bridge and like I just picture Tom in like the skimpy outfit with his hands like open wide and like looking up and the rain starts pouring down. And like for McFly's version, it's a lot. It's a lot rockier. It sounds a lot rockier. It's like more their sound, which, you know, is a plus because I'm like, wow, you actually made it your own. I'm proud of you. And like it has a sped up tempo, it has a more like more of a, you know, faster tempo than Rihanna's. And um, I like the build up between the bridge and the last chorus. I think Rihanna's also has that build up. And they just skip JC's part entirely. Thank God. How dare they? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, no. Such an integral part to the like, song. Nobody's going to do that. And they just skip the, that JC. Uh, All Time Low's version does too. They skip JC's part. Because he doesn't do anything with the song. He literally says probably a line. And it's like, featuring JC? Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Let Riri be a boss. Thank you. Okay, so moving along. Megan, what's your number four? My number four is Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Okay. Yeah, so it is one of my favorite Queen songs, but again, um, I like the Queen version better, but I ranked it higher because I feel like if they did it, if they, like, covered it again today, I feel like it'd be a lot better. 
Like, yeah. we don't have to go, like, full resurrection session with it, but, like, if they just, like, <laughs> picked up guitars and did it, I feel like it would sound really good now. Yeah, I could agree with that. What was your number four, Sam? My number four, maybe with apologies to this Dougie Bur- Brigade that I have surrounded myself with, <laughs> is uh, is Fight for Your Right. Okay. So was my number four. Okay, okay. <laughs> Why was it your number four? It was my number four because I feel, I guess I sort of feel exactly about it in the middle, right? Like, I don't dislike it. Like, I dislike the ones that came before it. Well, dislike is a strong word, but you know what I mean. I like it better than those, but it's it's not in my top three. Uh, it doesn't rank. I was surprised that it, it only existed live from the Motion in the Ocean tour, but it's on the mm-hmm. Bits album. And, like, my only note underneath it is really just sort of like, yay, Dougie, right? Like, you know. <laughs> Like, I, I always, you know, like, I like this one. Like, it makes me think of Dougie, and I think his voice suits it really well. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so I do like it, but, like, that's as far as I got, right? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do anything else for me to just be like, yay, like, yay, Dougie, right? Like, so it's, it's just not in my top three, because it's just not doing a lot for me, but it's at the, you know, it's right there in the middle, because it's doing way, you know, I feel more positively about it. I don't know. I was, I don't know, I was going to say something about the lyrics, being hard to understand because I'm such a lyric person like the beast I find McFly's version easier to understand than the Beastie Boys that's not actually I think true right there's a long history in this podcast of me uh totally mishearing McFly lyrics so I don't know what I'm talking about so I'm just gonna stop and say (laughs) yay Dougie what's so funny about you're like I can't understand the Beastie Boys what I have found I'm like the Beastie Boys I'm like okay every time they come on I'm just like okay Cool. You know, like, cool. Now, like, not totally impressed, but also, like, I respect it. The Beastie Boys don't sing. They speak when they, to music. Right. <laughs> so, so, you're like, I couldn't understand them. I'm like, how? This is, like, yeah, spoken just, word poetry like, to music. like, ask please, but she just says no. Or whatever, yeah. I don't know. The Beastie Boys are only okay. And this cover is only okay. Yeah, and I, like, I agree with you. I think it suits Dougie's voice very well, just because, like, like, I think if Dougie, besides Blink-182, could be in any band, I think he'd fit right in with the Beastie Boys. Yeah, and he would be the best Beastie Boy if he were in the Beastie Boys, right? Like, I think Dougie's, Dougie's voice is better. He's literally a Beast Boy. True, but <laughs> Dougie's voice is also, he's just a better singer than the Beastie Boys. <laughs> <laughs> For some, like, some rando Beastie Boy fan is gonna find this podcast, I'm like, never! They're gone! send us some hate mail or something? <laughs> And then I will, like, put it on our podcast. I'm like, guys, we got a fan letter. Um, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, it's number four because of Dougie. I think he sings really well with it. And, again, like, it it does sound like the original... But, like, yeah. you know, it's a live performance at a concert. Dougie's singing it. has a, Like, they're having such a good time. Like, right. there's a lot of pluses for it. Yeah. That's why it's pretty high on my list. Samesies. Okay, top three. Speaking of Fight for Your Right, that is my number three. Yeah, perfect <laughs> transition. We planned that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, similar to the reasons, but, like, just for just for laughs. But I also, in addition to that, love imagining uh like a casual mcfly fan like going to the motion in the ocean tour and expecting like the mild pop stylings yeah. of like all about you and stargirl and then they just start yelling the beastie boys that is really fun <laughs> maybe they did that cover like, just for all the dads in the crowd because right. you know how like <laughs> some like bands are typically popular with women like right. they'll like sprinkle like what was Five Sauce did that when we went to their concert in Chicago. Well, it was actually the One Direction concert, but they opened up for for yeah. One Direction. It's 10 Things I Hate About You. 
what I like about you. It's that song. Oh, okay. You really know how to dance. Yeah, they did do that. I told yeah. you that. Yeah, they sure did. I was like, this is for you, Sam, because you don't know any of their songs. I didn't know any single Five Saw songs. It's true. <laughs> Except for the one about the American apparel underwear. Oh, yeah. I did know it's that very one. popular at the time. Yeah. But I love that for them. What was your number three, Sam? My number three was, even with the Dougie train for me, uh, it was Ignorance. So it was in my top three. I suspect it will be higher on both of your all's list. It's only number three, I think, because of how much I love my one and two. It's a great song, right? I love I love me Dougie solos, baby Dougie. I often compare this song to Silence is a Scary Sound in my head. Yeah. So like sometimes I think I forget about ignorance for a really long time because I think I'm always thinking of silence instead. But I love it, right? Like especially because like Dougie and Danny are sing on it alone. Is that true? Does Tom pitch in? Not for ignorance. He pitches no. in silence. Yeah. Yeah. And so Dougie, Danny mashups where it's just those two are my favorite. I mean, I love Tom's voice as well. Like I, I love Tom solo. I love, I love everything about Tom. I'm in love with Tom probably. Um, and Danny and I are going to have to reconcile that one day, but Danny and Dougie mashups are my absolute favorite, like McFly combination of voices. Cause Danny's is so scratchy and Dougie's is so like shiny. And it just, I just love the way that they go together. Um, and I've said that before on this podcast and I'll always say this on this podcast. And so, you know, I love it. Do I love it more than silence? Do you guys love it more than silence? Let's take a quick poll. Ignorance or silence is a scary sound lightning round. Silence is a scary sound, probably. This, this isn't fair, because I did not prepare to have a lightning round between <laughs> ignorance and silence is a scary sound. <laughs> Just going on your gut. You haven't even prepped for this. You don't even, you haven't even listened to silence is a scary sound. I probably haven't listened to silence is a scary sound since they did a resurrection section, yeah. session for it. Me too. But I think I, th- I think, I think I like silence more, but I also like ignorance a lot. I just, I think of them as like two sides of the same coin, right? Yeah. Because they're sort of Dougie songs and they both have this sort of like, why? <laughs> like shouting at the sky <laughs> feeling. <laughs> That's my number three. What was your number three? Sofa Hyundai administration. <laughs> wow! Please explain how it made it into your top three. <laughs> um. Okay. So this song, I really like this song. I know that it's silly and it only was written in 30 minutes, but I think that makes it very wholesome. And I say wholesome, but then, you know, Dougie's over here like my penis really grows uh, when I sing the Top Gear Blues. But it also like there's a guitar solo. I'm a hoe for a guitar solo. I love guitar solos and I really do like it. I like this is the first time I ever heard it too because like I've never heard the song before because I also was not a fan of Top Gear even though Top Gear came on after Doctor Who after the BBC right. and like in the afternoons but I was just like this is boring who cares about cars but yeah, so like too. I never like I don't get the references but like I can like I don't have to get the references to find the song funny right? right and i think i think it's i think they did a very good job in 30 minutes i could not write a song in 30 minutes it's true it's it is fun i like that i like it when they're like you said we're manufactured you must have got it wrong or whatever right like it's yeah. got a, it's got a good like a little feeling to it right like yeah it, right it, like there's a lot of i think like the tune reminds me a lot of rock and robin i was like this sounds very familiar and like my brain was like rock and robin i was like you're probably right brain but i didn't go listen to rock and robin to see if i was right i, I like rock and robin a lot too like the right. like the tune is very nice, but yeah, number three is Sophia. That's so Sophia Hyundai administration. <laughs> I still don't want it in my top three, but I do feel like it does deserve some credit. So I'm glad that it, that it's in your top three. It's good for what it yeah. is. 
It yeah. is. And it, and it pushes back against uh, the stereotype of them as like a cookie cutter boy yeah. band, which I feel like in 2007 was something that they were really struggling uh, with. So, like, I even appreciate that. Dougie's saying the word penis, right, on TV. You know he um, loved that. They're literally being like, you must have got it, you know, they said you're manufactured, you must have got it wrong, right? So, like, they're literally sort of singing about being, right, they're like, you gave us this challenge because you didn't think we could do it, but you, we just did it, right? You yeah. Know? So, I do appreciate it that, it that it, like, pushes back against the stereotype because, like, I think they were given this challenge because people were like, no way could Right, they do it? and, like, especially, like, the words you can't use are love, baby, and heart. Like, shut up. Shut the hell right. up. Yeah, they're making fun of them a little bit. So I do I do kind of like it as like a, what, like mic drop? <laughs> but like as a song on a CD, no. <laughs> but I'm glad it's getting some love I from mean, you. compared to the other competition, of course, it's my third, to be honest. So. <laughs> All right, Megan, what was your number two? My number two was Ignorance. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's this high up because Dougie can do anything and I'll eat it up. Like, that's that's just, that's me. I'm a hoe for Doug Poe. I feel like whenever it's like a, like a Dougie song, it's like different from McFly stuff, but also makes sense, you know? Like, it's not like, whoa, where did that come from? But it's like, ooh, a nice, a nice change up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Dougie. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's a whole, like, Dougie melds well with this band so well. Like, I love that they found each other and they're all, like, secretly, not secretly, in love with each other. But he is such a different vibe than the rest of them. It kind of, (laughs) like, makes my mind, like, blow. Every time, like, he's like, here's Silence the Scary Sound, and then here's Ignorance. And, like, the line, like, if fools were meant to f*** you, why do fools fall in love? It was in my mind rent free all the time. Every time I, like, think right. of, uh, like, this song, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that f*** you song. Right? Like, <laughs> I really like Ignorance. And, like, I'm just going to skip Sam's number two and my number two because it's my number one. Like, Ignorance is my number one. Like, I'm a I knew ride and one. die Dougie Pointer hoe. Like, this song goes hard. And I, like, I didn't realize how hard until I re-listened to it. And, like, when I say hard, I mean, like, I want to, like, push bodies against walls. Like, do a fucking mosh pit with this song. Like, right. <laughs> I literally wrote Dougie Hart, like, three times in my notes. Because, <laughs> like, it's it's so good. And it's, like, he's just such an angst boy when he writes songs. I love this, right? And, like, not bashing on Tom or anything. Love Tom. He's lovely. But he's all about, like, all about you and obviously... Like, great. And then Tom and Dougie's over here, like, f*** administration. Like, <laughs> he's like right. that little brother that comes to the family dinner and you're like, mm, he's a little weird, but we love him, right? So. All right. And, like, it is the same coin as Silence is a Scary Sound. I actually, like, now that I'm talking about this, even though I haven't listened to a Silence is a Scary Sound, I think I might like Ignorance a little bit more than Silence is a Scary Sound. Right. Just because Ignorance is, like, raw and they, like, haven't really done it yet or if they ever will. But I really, yeah, ignorance is number one, baby. <laughs> I knew it would be your number one. I also knew your number two would be your number two. What's your number two, Sam? My number two is unashamedly crazy little thing called love. <laughs> even though the rest of y'all were like, no. 
<laughs> but I think it's because of all the reasons that you guys put it higher is why it's so low for me is that I love Queen and I love this Queen song. And so to hear Danny singing Queen is like one of my favorite things, right? I also like Don't Stop Me Now is also a fantastic fly cover to me, even though it sounds very similar. So I don't really think I have anything profound to say, except for that I just like I have very vivid memories of listening to this song, like on my little MP3 player, like in 2007 right. on the bus. And so that's partially like it's always meant a lot to me because I like remember it and because the song is so good, right? Like I love like there goes my baby, she knows how to rock and roll. You know, it's just like it's so fun. And so to hear a song that I already love in Danny's voice and Tom's voice just is just like a bonus for me. It doesn't have to sound different, right? Like in fact, if it sounded too different, I might be kind of mad because I love it so much. So I just like I'm like, can I please just have the voices I love sing the song that I love? Great, thanks. And I got it, and that's why it's my number two. I have a question for you, because you always say this about uh, your music taste. Do you like this version of McFly's, like, this version that McFly did because you heard it first? Because, I don't, were you listening to Queen? Uh, I think I heard this song before, I think I heard McFly's version before I heard Queen, right? Because I am socially musically stunted. Right, so do you think that influenced your opinion in any way? Of of liking this cover? Yeah, as your number two spot? Maybe. Uh, I mean, it could be that I like this, like, I like this cover song so well because I heard it before I heard the original. I think it mostly, it boils down to that I do I appreciate and I always am impressed when I hear a song remake and we talked about this not that long ago you and I both on and off the podcast like I I like hearing when a song is remade for a cover like that is also really exciting to me and really delightful to me but it is not I think a requirement for me in the same way that it is for you right like I will still appreciate a cover even if it kind of sounds the same especially if it's a cover of a band that I love right you know like if if somebody I never heard of was like I'm gonna sing a Bruce Springsteen song I would be like, okay, who are you? Why shouldn't I? Like, I'll just listen to Springsteen. Thanks. Right? Like, especially if they just are trying to be Springsteen, but they're not. But if Danny did a Springsteen cover, he has, right? When Danny does a Springsteen cover, I'm like, these are two of my favorite things. And now they're in one thing. So it doesn't matter to me if it sounds different. But I would argue that you have the same opinion as me, but it's different, right? Because you don't want someone to sound the same as your favorite thing unless it's something else that's your favorite thing. And I'm over here like, if you're going to do something that is the same as this favorite thing I have, make it your own. I didn't follow it. it. No. So, like, you're like, Bruce Bruce Springsteen is my favorite thing. Joe Schmo is doing a cover of Bruce Springsteen, but he sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Get out of here, Joe Schmo. But Danny Jones sounds the same as Bruce Springsteen. I love. Right. Yeah. So this specifically applies to McFly covers, because like, why would I listen to a Bruce Springsteen cover band when I could just listen to Bruce Springsteen? But McFly is not just any old cover band. Right. But if Ed Sheeran, right, is not related to McFly. Ed Sheeran. I love Ed Sheeran. Joe Schmo did a cover of Ed Sheeran. Joe Schmo made Ed Sheeran his own. I love that cover of Ed Sheeran that Joe Schmo did. Right. That's the difference. No, I get it. Yeah, I get it. And like, and there are like, there's, you know, there are some really exciting Springsteen covers that are different. But for McFly specifically, it doesn't have to be, I think, uh, like their own for me to be like, I'm here for it. I think I'm just a lot harsher with McFly, like about making it your own is because like, you guys have been a band for almost 20 years. I feel like you have a style and your style keeps changing. And I feel like if you're going to make a cover of songs that are beloved and everything like this, like it just needs to be your own. And like, I, I'm just harsher on them, I think, because I've 
also have loved them for 10 plus years, right? So I'm like, you know, you're harsher with people that you're familiar with and that you love. That's true. That's fair. It's tough love. No no shame in it. But I just, I really like this song. Also, to end on a lighter note about this song, it's not about the cover. This is just about the Queen song in general. When I was a kid, I definitely thought that this song was about a real baby, right? Like, or like parenthood, right? Like, you know, where they were like, it cries in the middle of the night, you know? And I was like, is this song about becoming a parent, right? Because he's like, <laughs> you know, he's like, I ain't ready, crazy little thing called love, you know, it cries in the middle of the night. And I was like, I was like, this song is about becoming a parent. <laughs> <laughs> I took it really literally when I was like 10. <laughs> when you're 10, you take everything literally. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, the baby cries in the middle of the night. But you love the baby. <laughs> but it's a crazy little thing called love. <laughs> so now you know. <laughs> now you know that about my my mad interpretation skills. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Megan's now going to tell us about how her number one and my number one are complete polar opposites. I didn't even do my number two, y'all. Oh, I forgot. I thought ignorant. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot you skipped it. Okay. My... My number two is the one that you want. The the one that I want. You're the one that I want. Jesus Christ. Hold on. My number two is you're the one that I want for all the reasons we have said. Are you sure? Because I'm sure down deep inside. Like, literally, like, when I re-listened to that part where Tom was like, are you sure? And Danny's like, I'm sure down deep. I got goosebumps. I know! I'm like, flown. (laughs) I know. Wait. I've been waiting for this whole round. It's my number one. And so we're going to have to come back to Megan's number one. But it's my number one. And I've been waiting this whole time to defend it against Megan's number eight. It's seven. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's it's from... <laughs> I put it so low that I made up a new number for A new it. number. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's not... It is a me thing. It's not a big thing. I... I just love it so much, right? And I've said all the things like about the original song, but yeah, I'm with you. Like, I give goosebumps when it's Danny and Tom singing it to each other. I would pay great money to see this live. I couldn't find it on the internet, though, because yeah. they just recorded it for this charity album. Right. But Like, even though it's, like, my number two, but, like, it actually, like, greases a lot faster than their version. Yeah, Don't know is. why. But I was like, okay, I guess you're trying to make it your own. <laughs> I'm just gonna like be a re- repeating record, but yeah, no, I I love like the Grease version, like fond childhood memories. I was like, who didn't want to be Sandy at one point in their lives, um, unless you're Megan, and she wants no association with Grease. <laughs> she has no skills that are multiplying. Yeah, I mean, uh, like the only thing better than Danny playing Danny Zuko is Tom playing Sandy, yeah. right? Like, and like, there's nothing but be- like you know when Danny's like, I better shape up. Because you need a man, like, to Tom. But my, like, it makes my little gay heart just so happy. Like, <laughs> so happy. Flones, baby! Flones, baby! Right, like, speaking of, it's like, when it, when there's something I love, like, covered, like, or sung by someone I love, similar kind of formula that just equals extra love for me is when you take something I love and then you make it gay. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, it's even better than it was before! <laughs> so... That's how I feel about this song. It's perfect. It's a perfect cover. Megan, what's your number one? I feel like it's controversial now. (laughs) 
It is Umbrella. I love Umbrella. We're totally flip-flopped, right? Your number seven is my number one, and my number seven is your number one, so. Tell us why you love Umbrella, Ella. Defend it. (laughs) I had, like, a massive Umbrella cover phase at some point in high school where it would just be, like, on repeat for hours, and I thought it was, like, the best cover of any song ever. (laughs) Like, I was like, this is it. This is the the cover. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess I... In in a way, I just never got past the phase. <laughs> it's not a phase then, I guess. Yeah, Umbrella is only my number five, but like I give credit where credit's due. I love Umbrella. I think it's a great song. I also think it's one of their better covers. Yeah, I feel like if I had to choose a McFly cover off the top of my head, I might go with that one. <laughs> so Umbrella wins this top seven. Would Umbrella still be your number one if you had considered the entire Bits album? Hmm. Now I have to look up what the entire Bits album is. Yeah. Gotta assess the track list. This is usually what we do, Megan. Yeah, We're so like, oh, we'll, we'll, we said something here. Like, is that right? And then we'll Google it. <laughs> right. And then we'll cut, out, we'll cut out the part where we Google it. We didn't, because we didn't talk about the all the songs on The Greatest Bits, but I am kind of curious to know, like, how the ones that, like, made our top seven, like, our top three and the seven would rank amongst the entire album. Because for me, I don't think any of them would be my top three. Yeah, I feel like once you once you throw no worries into the mix of things, that kind of shakes things up. <laughs> right. Nothing beats no worries in my mm. brain. Mr. Brightside is on here. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking about for you. I think Ignorance would still win, to be honest. Yeah, because I think in other rankings for you and I, Stephanie... Like, No Worries has been my number one in a Bits and Bobs episode, and I think Mr. Brightside has been, like, a one or a two. In no, it was definitely a one. I'm a hoe for Doug Poe. But, yeah, for me, I think it would be No Worries and then probably Mr. Brightside. And then maybe you're the one that I want. So, like, it would maybe be in my top three, my number one, but it wouldn't be my number one anymore. I'm telling you, ignorance is god tier, I guess. You were like, I'm going to stay loyal to ignorance. And me and Megan were like, oh, no worries, it's here, fine. <laughs> we just both ditched our dates. But do we have anything else to say about Bits and Bobs? Glad it exists. Yeah. Oh, I do have one thing to say, which is that no worries ain't nobody's bits. Okay. It should be on their greatest hits album. not where I thought album. that word was going. <laughs> ain't nobody's bitch. <laughs> I'm mildly insulted that it's here with all these covers. Like, it's not one of McFly's best original songs ever. Do you think McFly don't understand, like, what that song means to people? Because I think that happens a lot. They're like, oh, yeah. Like, for example, if Memory Lane is their favorite McFly song, like, oh, yeah, Memory Lane is the tits, right? And then everyone's like, but no worries is on your bits. Right. They're they're putting Memory Lane on the greatest hits, and then they're putting no worries on the greatest bits. And I'm like, what are you? What? 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 Maybe their opinion has changed since 2007, though, so. Right, we should ask them. They, I think they were like, this song is really good, actually, about No Worries when they resurrected it not that long ago. Yeah, well, good for this. It took you long enough. Right, get on our level, guys. Yeah. We should be McFly, not them. Anyway. Um. <laughs> But, like always, if you agree, disagree, or just want to make two new friends, please follow and talk to us on our social medias at Podcast. If you want to follow us and Megan on our personal accounts, you can follow me at Steph to do. That's Steph underscore T-O-D-O. And I'm on Twitter at Sam underscore Edmonds 122. And I am Young Dumb Dougie on Twitter. Also, don't forget to rate and comment our podcast on your favorite podcast streaming site. It may not seem like a lot, but it helps the podcast out so much. And since you're there already, give Miku a follow so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And we'll see you next time with One for the Radio. Thanks for listening. Bye.